This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. 2.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at freedomlake.com slash gratefulheartphotography or heroes.app slash pages slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look. 
and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in finding the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who've been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of Internet Radio, telling you that you can make a difference. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dreamin'. You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomwake.com slash tie-dye and dreamin', heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dye and dreamin', or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. phone, phone. Oh, yeah. Right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap, the game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch, players and coaches, the mayor keeps you posted, whether you're rooting for the home or away, dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip, we keep the conversation going and we cover it all, so when it goes down, you know the score, and when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk, this is the big leagues, the ball is in your core, the best place for debate, the point of view, after further review. You know what to do. Check, 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 check
know what it is. That's the person review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the building. It's Wednesday night hype. We are here. Once again, it's on. And you know I'm in a great mood. You know what I mean? I got no problems with nobody. I got pretty boy Bob James, a.k.a. the ubiquitous Bob James holding me down behind the board. You know what I mean? Um, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. All right? 954-246-0398 is the number to call in. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. All right? We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the AFC Championship game with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. And we're going to talk about the NFC Championship game the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'm I'm proud of my team. I've been a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. If you follow the show, you know I've been a Buccaneers fan since 1976. We've been through a lot as Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. Owen 26, Bo Jackson, you know, dissing us. You know, uh, losing nine to nothing to the to the Rams in the NFC Championship game in '79. Uh, now, yeah, I think we went ten and six. I think uh, with Doug Williams at quarterback. Um, you know, Bert Emanuel. Okay. Um, you know, we got a Super Bowl with John Gruden with my defense. Shout out to Warren Sapp and and Rondé Barber and and all those guys. I. Um, went through some things, drafted us a quarterback who I really, really was high on. And I, I liked it. I told everybody that we was going to take him number one. We took him number one. And five years later, now he's on uh, uh, the New Orleans Saints. But that's okay. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Tom Brady situation. Before the season started, I told you that. Um, but it it paid off. It worked. The greatest quarterback of all time made his presence felt throughout the season. We had some moments: the Chicago game, Kansas City game. That really wasn't his fault. But at the end of the day, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. We added Rob Gronkowski. We made some other moves. Um, our guys grew up this year. I think Tom Brady, if, if it was anything, was his presence. All right? Um, sometimes you, you you have that guy that makes everybody else step their game up. It want, makes everybody want to be better. And I think that um, Tom Brady did that this year for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I mean, I can really kind of speak the experience from that. Because, you know, playing, um, you know, basketball, high school basketball, when, you know, you're one of the guys that, you know, um, you're not the star, but you're a contributor to the team. But when you get to play with the, you know, with the, the, the starters, you step your game up. You become more aware. Um, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you know, let the, the, the those guys down. You know, and I think that, you know, all the way around from everybody on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, but it's basically the same team we had from last year same guys are doing the same thing, you know, and I mean, those hiccups and those, those, um, those problem areas did show up a little bit this year, the drops, the secondary getting, you know, burnt 
um, you know, bad penalties, but not as much. You understand? There, therein lies the difference. Look at, you know, the Buccaneers from last year, two years ago, three years ago. We weren't getting killed in games. We were losing games by three points, four points, you know, um, an interception here, a bad penalty there, a drop pass there. We weren't playing with discipline. Um, big Tom Brady bought, you know, something to the mix. And I think that um, that's to be appreciated in the shows because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. All right? Um, Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. All right? It's not like they have to take a trip. Kansas City Chiefs won't be there till next Friday, all right, due to the um, situation with the COVID-19. The um, Kansas City Chiefs will not arrive in Tampa until next Friday, two days before the game. All right? Um, and, again, man, I think, you know, what can you say? You know, everybody, you know, has their chance when they – you know, talk their junk about their team and, you know, they're proud of their team and stuff like that. I don't really say too much about my team. I talk, you know, and I don't jump out the window. Um, but I think that um, this NFC Championship game, I really got into it. Um, I, I kind of, you know, figured that we were going to beat Washington, you know. But however that came out, that was kind of, I think that was our toughest game against Washington. Um, we beat New Orleans. You know, that to me, that was, I said, if we if we beat New Orleans, I said it on the show. We beat New Orleans, we're going to the Super Bowl. That's what I said. You can look it up. You can go back to the tape. Shout out to my man, Danny. You can go back to the tapes. I said, if we win, we beat New Orleans, we're going to the Super Bowl. I wasn't worried about Green Bay. I wasn't worried about them at all. And I think that the way we played um, on Sunday, you know, was reflective of that. I mean, you know, we, we, we had a great start. First drive, marched the ball right downfield. Boom. This is what we're doing. You know, but then again, at the end of the day, what have I been saying about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the past four years? Bucks games are like drama. Everything is, is, is drama-filled. You know, the, the last four five minutes of a Buccaneers game is the best part of the game. You know, you can go to a Bucks game in the first quarter and it's 28 to nothing. And then you go back to the game, it's 28-24. So, I mean, you know, it, it's crazy like that. So I didn't I didn't worry about um, anything, you know, as far as Sunday was concerned. We were, you know, stayed out of, you know, stayed out of third and long. Um, when we have gotten third and long, we were making big third down plays. Um, everybody was doing what they did. I, I didn't appreciate a couple of, you know, drops Mike Evans had, but that, you know, that matters a damn. Leonard Fournette had a couple of drops. Um, but we were doing what we needed to do defensively. The defense always steps up. Um, and we had to on Sunday because Tom Brady was throwing the ball all over the place and it was ended up in the wrong hands. And, um, you know, our defense stepped up, man. What can I say about Jason Pierre Paul, Dominic and Sue? Um, you know, and, and, and Carlton Davis. Yo, Carlton Davis, yo, you stink, man. Straight like that. You stink. Period. You stink. Um, I've seen you get torched, burnt, 
any 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 words you want to put it, that's what happened to you. And you're making that secondary look bad. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. needs to hurry up and get back. All right, I hope Jordan Whitehead is, 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 is okay, going to be okay for the game. It's show he had a shoulder injury. But Carton Davis, yo, oh, man, what are we doing with you, my dude? Like, oh, killing me right now. Every time they made a big play, who was getting burned? CD3. Carlton Davis the third. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm sitting here looking at this dude, man, like, he missed the tackles. He's just, you know, just getting busted on coverage. Like, what is going on with this dude? Um, You got two weeks to get it together, fam. All right? This is, you know, nobody's ever done this. Played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. We always talk about before the season starts. Okay, the Super Bowl's going to be in Miami. The Dolphins are going to go, no. Super Bowl's going to be in New Orleans. The Super Bowl's going to be in this place. The Super Bowl's going to be in that place. The Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be the home team. Well, they probably technically won't be the home team. Then Kansas City will be the home team. So that would be kind of bugged out. But whatever. Okay. Um, I don't think we have played a complete game yet in this playoffs, in the postseason. But um, playing against the Kansas City Chiefs, we're going to have to play a, a complete game. We've had a game this year with no penalties. That would be nice. Okay. Um, we've really got to, you know, focus and concentrate. Um, I like what my offensive line has been doing. Um, you, know, you know, stay away from the dumb penalties. Tristan Wirfs, you know what I mean? Everybody step their game up. Um, Leonard Fournette, I need you to focus on catching the ball a little bit more. Um, Brady, I need you to kind of like, you know, be easy, be easy letting that thing go. I, um, we played a very, very good game this whole postseason, man. Um, you know, we you know we went through the drama with New Orleans. We went through the drama with Green Bay. We know it's going to be some drama in two weeks with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't want to, you know, to, you know, depend or rely or talk about too much about the home field thing because it doesn't really matter as far you know with the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's going to go out the window. We're just going to have to play our game, all right. Um, and, and I think that you know the last time that we played Kansas City, um, it didn't go so well. But I think that at the end of the day, um, Kansas City Chiefs knew they were in a football game. I'll say that. They knew they were in a game at the end of the day. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think that, you know, the Chiefs are going to, you know, do what they have to do and to, to prepare themselves for this game. Shout out to Andy Reid. Shout out to, you know, Patrick Mahomes and all those guys, man. And, and again, um, you have to look at it from a perspective of, you know, you earned this. You earned it. You got it. You're here. Now let's see what's going on, what the thing going to do. All right. Um, Tom Brady, you know, um, the greatest quarterback of all time. Everybody has their opinion about that. But again, if he can get, you know, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team to a Super Bowl championship, I mean, you can't really argue that fact. I mean, again, um, the thing with, you know, who was, you know, who needed who, him or Belichick, that to me, that was just some, some, some mindless dribble. Straight like that. That was mindless dribble because at the end of the day, they needed each other. 
So that was just, you know, something that, you know, these people come up with to invent, to have a storyline or something to talk about uh, or something to debate. They needed each other, period, point blank, end of story. So, again, I think that um, when you talk about what the Buccaneers have been through, you know, as recently as, you know, last year, two years ago, you know, they were laughing at my team, you know. They were laughing at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ah, the Buccaneers, ah, you can't find any Buccaneers stuff in the store. I bet you'll find it in there now. I bet you'll find some Tampa Bay Buccaneers stuff in the store now. So, um, again, you know, salute to my team. I stick with my team. I thought my team was going to, you know, um, do what they need to do to um, finish the job. We got one more game. We went like the Warriors. You know, we started on the road in Washington. Then we went to New Orleans. Then we went to Green Bay. And we made it back home. So, it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of things I can say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I'm proud of them, man. Um, notice that no Antonio Brown. Okay, so that wasn't really a, a, a difference maker in, in, in that respect. You know what I mean? Um, I think Antonio Brown, you know, did, you know, what he could do. Um, I think he, you know, if he wants to stay in Tampa, sure, why not? But he's going to have to, you know, definitely, you know, um, you know, walk the line still, you know, but I think that now, you know, he's in, you know, Brady's got him to a Super Bowl. Now I think hopefully he's, you know, sees that, you know, everything is, you know, is going to be real as far as dealing with trying to get this thing done. Um, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, you know, the good thing about this Super Bowl is not really going to be anything going on during this off week. You know, next week is Super Bowl week. Okay, uh, usually, you know, something happens. Somebody usually gets jammed up or something like that. So this 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 uh, situation that we're in right now and this, you know, pandemic um, you know, makes it, you know, um, a blessing and a curse, I guess. Because now you don't have to worry about, you know, who's not going to be, you know, in, the, in, the, in their room by curfew or who's going to be out doing something crazy or whatever. Everybody's going to be where they need to be. So. That's going to be that's, – that's a good thing about this. So, again, man, I'm, I'm proud of my Buccaneers, man. Super Bowl 55 is going down February the 7th at Raymond James Stadium, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, some Super Bowl 55 props. See, I don't want to get into that stuff until next week. You know, I just kind of want to talk about the, the championship, if you want to talk about some things for next season and stuff like that. Um, you know, we could talk about Matt Stafford. You know, now, you know, we already knew, or in my opinion, I thought that, um, you know, he should have been left Detroit. You know, he's one of those guys that now they're going to try to push him to, you know, he's got to get a ring now. He's got to, he did so much. What did he do? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what did what did Matt Stafford do? I mean, I mean, how many, how many playoff games did the Detroit Lions be wearing with Matt Stafford? Two, three? How many were they in? So, I mean, you know, Matt Stafford is a viable quarterback. I'm not taking nothing away from him. I'm not taking nothing away from him at all. But, again, at the end of the day, like, it's Matthew Stafford. You know, but then again, if they gave, you know, Phillip Rivers, if the coach gave Phillip Rivers $25 million for one year, you know, hey, you know, Matt Stafford can kind of, you know, fit in where, you know, fit in where he fits in. But I think there are a couple of teams that might be expected to, deal for him. Um, one of them could be the Washington football team. 
You know, I mean, um, they do have Alex Smith, you know, who did, you know, should get some votes for comeback player of the year. Um, if not, win the comeback player of the year. But I think that uh, even though, you know, he struggled to stay healthy because he had other stuff going on, um, and they had to start Taylor Haneke um, in, the, in the game against Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Um, you know, Washington does have a star receiver, Terry McLaurin. They've got a, you know, a running back, Antonio Gibson. they got a defense that's, that's crazy. The Washington defense is crazy. That defensive line, all first-round picks, all of them. You know, the Chase Young and the, and the Sweats and all of those dudes. So I think when I upgrade at the quarter, uh, yeah, Bob. Yeah, I was just just getting on here, man. What, you know, and I, I'm hearing I'm hearing what you're talking about here too, man. I'm gonna let you keep keep going, man. You know, then I'll throw in my two cents when I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I just I, I was just talking about um, you know some teams that might be interested in in our Matt Stafford. And I thought Washington could be one of them. And I think, you know, what I was saying is, you know, they have a, you know, they have a receiver, they have a running back, a defense is, is, is dope. Um, and I think a quarterback could get them, you know, at least into uh, a, a competitive situation as far as the NFC East is concerned, definitely, you know. And um, I think if, if um, you know, Washington, who holds on to the 19th pick um, in, the, in, the, in, in this upcoming draft, if, if – uh, the Lions will listen to that, and sure, why not? Why not take a stab at it and see if they can, you know, um, try to get Matt Stafford. They were, that, that would definitely be an upgrade. The way people are talking about him and, and, and all he needs around him is, is a team, then Matt Stafford should, you know, pull one of these Tom Brady-like numbers. And I really don't like Matt Stafford like that. I'm not really a big Matt Stafford dude. But oh, I guess neither it is am I. what it is. Mm-hmm. Neither am I, you know. I mean, you know, but you know, if Matt Stafford stays in Detroit you know, with the Lions, he's going to basically become he's going to basically become what what the Falcons basically have have too, you know, and uh, and you know with their <coughs> with their with their situation at quarterback, and it's you know, and uh, you know where I'm going with that one, you know. So so you know, you really don't. If you if you if you're Matt Stafford, you really don't want to do that. You really don't want to have that situation on your hands. You don't want to become become anything anything like that. You know, with uh, what what happened to um, God? What's his name again? And Atlanta, you know, I love how I draw, draw these brain farts. <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. You know, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, you know, the Falcons quarterback, you know, and he's basically staying. Mm-hmm. You know, he's basically um, staying there, staying there, you know, and whatnot, you know, but you know who I'm talking about there. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, it's just, you know, you know, how, how do you, you know, you know, you know he, he shouldn't really want that, you know, and like you, I'm not the biggest Matt Stafford fan, you know, but he deserves to go somewhere where, where he can have a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's that's um, what you're talking about. And the Redskins might be, but the Redskins need more than just uh, than just uh, the uh, just you know I you know, you know, uh, you know Brandon Sheriff. They need something more than just Brandon Sheriff. You know, they're on the offensive line as well too. So they have to look at that. Um, I was thinking about maybe like the um the Colts. You know, Philip Rivers, you know, just retired. 
So the Colts are in the market for a quarterback. Um, you know, I think that the Colts are, you know, closer to being a, a legitimate contender. I mean, you know, Rivers took them to 11-5, and five, and that was their best record since 2014. But the Colts haven't really had the best luck with quarterbacks since, you know, Peyton Manning left. You know, Andrew Luck retired. Jacoby Brissett didn't do what he was supposed to do. And then Phillip Rivers came and played one year. So I think that um, Stafford, you know, <clears throat> he's under contract for two more years. And, um, you know, they say he, you know, he could still play. I think he could still play, you know, but he's got to prove it. I mean, and then, you know, you throw the ball to T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr., and then you got those running backs, and you could make something happen in, in, in Indianapolis. Um, the 49ers. Um, they got Garoppolo on the contract for at least two more years, but I think that um, what they, you know, what they what they need is something else. I think that they haven't really, you know, you know. Uh, it's not that Garoppolo team. can't play. It's not that Garoppolo can't play. He's just he's injury prone now. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, which makes him a bag into him. Yeah, which makes him a bag of uh, just simply a bag of goods, and that's it. Mm. So I think that um, when you, when, now here, here you go with this now. Are you going to start to look at it now? Does Garoppolo need, did Garoppolo need Bill Belichick? So now because again, uh, under Bill Belichick, Garoppolo was you know, kind of trying to develop to be somebody to be Tom Brady's successor. All right, Tom Brady didn't like that. They got rid of Garoppolo. So now is Garoppolo, was he that good at all? Or, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, like you say, he's injury prone or, where, where, where are we going with Jimmy Garoppolo now? Because he was supposed to be Tom Brady's successor. Yeah, you that's know? a good question. How old is Garoppolo now? That's a good question. I mean, Matt Stafford's mm-hmm. 32 years old, you know. I mean, you know, you're still, you know, he, you know he's probably still got two or three more, more years of prime years left, of, you know, for what is his prime years left in him, you know, and, you know but, you know, and probably has maybe about five good years left. Mm-hmm. And, Garoppolo you know, is twenty nine, uh, and Garoppolo is twenty nine. So he's mm-hmm. he's a little younger, but if he's injury prone at twenty nine, and injuries keep following him wherever he goes, regardless of how he plays, whether he plays good before he gets injured or not, his career could be over by the time he's thirty two years old or thirty three years old. So is it going to be worth it to get a Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback? That's what we got to look at here, you know. And who's going to want him? You, you know, Bill Belichick may say it may not be a good idea to get Garoppolo if Belichick, Bill Belichick, is that smart coach that we've we've always said he was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, so when, points to consider mm-hmm. when you when you talk about you know um, quarterback situations like that, you know, Garoppolo is. You know, um, going to be the 49ers quarterback and stuff like that. That's cool, but I think that you know you, you have to go back and consider you know what Arizona said about Josh Rosen before they drafted Kyler Murray. Arizona was like, "We're going to you know Josh Rosen is our guy." Then they turned around and drafted Kyler Murray. So I think that you know the 49ers just one year coming off a Super Bowl and then not making the playoffs. You know, um, this season they have a you know their defense is is, is decent. They had some injuries they had to deal with. But then they have guys like Debo Samuel, you know, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, 
Um, I think that they would, you know, they would get back to being a, a top NFC West team if they, you know, upgraded, stepped their game up at the quarterback position. Because now people look at that Garoppolo as being suspect. And, you know, once you do that, then, you know, that kind of takes away your contender status. If you don't have, a, if you don't have that, you know, that stud at quarterback, um, even, you know, the Patriots, you know, um, I, you know, Matt Patricia is going back to the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I wouldn't, you know, why, why not? You know, um, I don't think, the, you know, Cam Newton, that didn't work out. Um, and again, you know, New England's looking for a quarterback to, you know, take Tom Brady's place. And maybe, hey, you know, what goes around comes around. For real. I mean, the Patriots had the 15th overall pick. And I think that, um, you know, Belichick, you know, kind of knows Garoppolo a little bit. And now, you know, Garoppolo could come into that situation knowing he's going to be the man. You know, it's still got to get him some pieces around him. So I don't know how, to, you know, how they would work that out. But what about the Denver Broncos? I mean, you know, Drew Locke, you know, he was, you know, he, he looked, you know, in his rookie season, he looked like he was going to try to do some things. I think he was like 4-1. and one. Um, This year he just completed 57% of his passes, you know, 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He had two, you know, very good running backs, plenty of weapons to throw the ball to. Um you know, I, I I don't know if John Elway, man, he's, you know, he's no longer calling the shots in Denver, but he's still, you know, holding the front office down. And I, I, I don't know, man, you know, as far as letting him do the, the, the selections at quarterback, it's been, you know, it's been crazy as far as Denver's concerned. Yeah. It's not just you that. Know? Elway's also, here's the problem. Here's the problem with Elway. You know, he's trying to find a, a quarterback way too fast and drew lock i think still has a chance i know he was injured he was injured so you know some of that may play a game you know maybe drew lock can still do some but i just don't know if he can do it there in denver with john elway you know mm. in the front office like he is because elway's not a pay not a patient person he's really not yeah. you know i mean you know he's not you know you know you know if you had uh if you had someone that had a great mind for football like a joe montana well not not so much joe montana you know, or you know, but more of a Dan Marino, who has a great mind for football. Dan Marino would be patient to see how the quarterback works out. You know, would want the staff to be patient while building him up. You know, but uh, you know, you know, at the same time, you know, you're looking at John Elway, who who knows he's got to get this done now, and his biggest weakness mm-hmm. has been at picking the quarterback and. John Elway's job could very well, very well become, become you know, uh, you know, a thing that's on the line, you know, because you know this is a guy who is both, who's both you know VP of operations or president of operations, and uh, you know he's also the general manager at the same time too, and that's got to say something there too, and I do believe we have a caller here. Okay, let's get it. Okay. Caller, caller, hey, you're here. And of course, oh. it didn't look who's here. He's on the air with us here too. It's actually, it's actually the host of uh, host of tomorrow's show. Actually, uh, actually, and whatnot. The Kayfabe Corner. How you doing, Doug? Oh, bro, I ain't in there. How you guys doing? I'm good. What's happening? Oh, I'm not sure. Let's get our first show tomorrow night. I got a. Like pleasure, right quick. I got uh, Mr. Curtis Hughes is gonna be on there. He's been 
Well, Ryan, I think he's in the Hall of Fame right now, but I was just calling, calling in, checking in for tomorrow, guys. Oh, so you're, right. so you're letting it be known here on After Further Review that Curtis Hughes is going to be on Kayfabe Corner. Awesome. Yes, he is. Mr. Curtis Hughes. Yeah, I started out with him on top. I started out with him from Bob, from Bob Goggins up in Kansas City. And I remember, mm-hmm. remember working with him a few times up there. And then he, but he got his break. And think about him. He, he don't uh, he don't forget where he come from. But, uh, he always treats you like he just met you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. He uh, he's a good guy. He enjoyed the interview. I have a lot of high, a lot of uh, followers following him on my page. So should be a good show. I know that a lot of people will call in. So looking forward to it. All right, that's what's up. Definitely cool, right, um, brother. I got got one question for you since this is the mayor's show here and. And I know Mayor won't mind me getting off topic just for this one thing, because Mayor interviewed a pro wrestler, a pro wrestler who went by Giant Warrior. What do you remember about him, if if you don't mind us asking? I think we lost him. I think we we lost him. Uh, uh, There he is. Oh, there you are. Okay. Okay. What, what do you remember of Giant Warrior? Because this is someone that actually uh, did become good friends with the mayor and was on the mayor's show. Go ahead, brother. I don't know him. You didn't know him too well? Okay. One last uh, thing. No, we'll get into some happening. football here. What do you think of the Bucks going back to the Super Bowl again? Oh, I like it, man. I like it. I get, get, get the go playing. That's the rookie, man. So uh, I look forward to you know uh, that's pretty cool as those he is. Uh, he's only going to be going. You know, he can come in and Tampa Bay. He couldn't even score a touchdown. He got him all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's going to be great, man. I, I like. I look forward to it. No doubt. That's, that's that's what it is, man. Appreciate you for checking in and make sure everybody checks out the show. What, is it? what time is it tomorrow? What time is your show? Seven, eight o'clock your time. Seven p.m. Central. Okay, that's that's eight Eastern, seven Central. Make sure you check out the show. All right, and how can people how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, the calling number is the same one nine five four two four six zero three nine eight. It's the same one as this one. Oh, okay, you don't have you don't have social media. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, we just call in, man. Talk. All right, no doubt. We just talk like this to Bob. You know, it's the phone. We just talk on our topics or whatever. Like right now, I'm watching AEW's program. And then I'll flip it over USA and watch NXT. Kind of compare which ones we're watching. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Here, we do have to keep the show moving. I'll talk with you later on. Now. All right, but. Awesome. All, right. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. All right. All right. All right. And not a bad little pro- plug there, but uh, yeah, to jump back on point here with, uh, with with what we were talking about here with Garoppolo. Uh, wasn't that where we left off with Garoppolo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the question's going to be, you know, where can it's going to be a question of where can he go? You know, and the one thing about the Patriots that we do have to bring up is. 
none of their receivers are really impactful players because Tom Brady couldn't make it work with them. It looked like, you know, it looked like uh, they were going to have it working out with Cam New- Cam Newton having it work out with them, but then that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know fell mm-hmm. yeah yeah that fell apart. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if anything's going to have to change there, I think I think the front line of the Patriots, the front line of the offense, is fine. But if they got to replace anything, you know, and they ought to really consider doing this with you know at least for for the first two rounds of the draft. Picking up wide, picking up at least two wide receivers, and maybe trying to find a tight end through free agency because that's the only thing that's going to really help the Patriots along in any way. Should they be able to sign? So should they be able to trade and get, you know, a Garoppolo or or a Matt Stafford or even a Deshaun Watson? Right. That's the other. That's the other name out there. I think that. You know, um, Deshaun Watson is is the is, is the big is the big fish out there, um, and everybody else is kind of secondary. I mean, you know, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, even maybe even Nick Foles or, or or Trubisky to a certain degree. You know, so it's going to be some you know quarterback you know uh, uh, carousel going on. Um, you got to wait and see what happens in New Orleans. If Drew Brees retires, then what are they going to do? They're going to stick tight. All right, looks like we lost the we lost the caller there. You know, I, you know, this is not the first time this has happened on him. And you know, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna keep going here while we wait to get uh, get him back up here. Um, we are going to have to take a commercial break, but uh, you know he was going to—he was talking about Drew Brees retiring and what the Saints are going to do. You know, and I, I agree with—I know where he was going with this one too. And to really, really, you know, you know, carry that point home, you know, in every way is to—is to really just, just you know, show the point that it is. You know, you know, I, how, how is Ty, you know, Tyson going to handle this thing? How is he going to be able to? That's what we got to look at. I believe he is back on here with us. You know, yeah. he was, he was about, you were about to say Tyson's name, I know. And, uh, you know, how, you know, I, how, how do you depend on him? He, uh, Tyson is good, and, you know, and, and, you know, and the same thing can be said now for, so the same thing can also be said for, for, uh, you know, um, for, uh, for uh, for what's his name there the Bucks old quarterback, they would be good. Wentz, you know, Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis Winston. They would be good for a three four week period, kind of like what we found out that that's ultimately what was good for that. That's what we that we found out what was good basically for Teddy Bridgewater when he was there. Mm. Look how Bridgewater played. You know, they mm. would be good for a three four maybe five week period. But you need that long-term quarterback that can go a whole season. <clears throat> and that's what's going to hurt them. We don't know what's going to go on with this draft. you got about four quarterbacks that are going to be seriously looked at in the first round of this year's draft. And, you know, and technically, you're really only looking at three of them because, you know, you know, you know they're not, um, you know, you, you, we got a situation where the Jaguars, they're not going to give up on... Uh, you know they're they're not going to give up their you know their their spot at number one. They're they're going with 
you know, you, you, Trevor, we already, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, they're going with Trevor Lawrence no matter what. So you're looking at guys like Justin Fields. You're going to be looking at that. You know, you know, I mean, you're going to be looking at names like that. You know, and Justin Fields is probably the name most people are talking about after Trevor Lawrence. So, what about that kid from? What about the kid from BYU? Yeah, him too. I I, I like him too. You know, they, you know, that kid came out of left field. You know, we we didn't see mm-hmm. it coming, and that's. That to me, you know, when you could get someone like that who could just finally that could just show up and get it done, those are the best right. guys to get because those are guys that are just they you know they play the game with passion and whatnot. And you're going to see them there for a long time. How do you think it happened with Tom Brady in the NFL for Pete's sake? Hmm. <laughs> so we got that to look at, you know. So we know what's going to happen there with that one. But I, you know, I know where you're going at too with this whole thing with Tyson Hill. You know, I'm saying it's Tyson Hill, not Tyson. I mean, you know, I'm saying it wrong there. But, uh, you know, and I'm going to let you take over your show here, but you were, where you were bringing up, and we brought up, of course, the probably the name we should talk about, you know, if a trade trade could possibly happen to pick him up. And let me tell you something. For Deshaun Watson, if they, you know, if this, if the, you know, if this team that only has a third-round pick in the Houston Texans can trade Deshaun Watson, for a team's first round pick, I'll tell you right now, the Saints will be the first to do it to get a guy like a Deshaun Watson because that's the type of player you're going to need. I mean, but you know, if if I can get a number, if I can get a number two overall, you know, a twenty two, a twenty two first rounder, a twenty three first rounder, and a twenty two fifth rounder. Then I'm I'm the Jets. I got a whole bunch of stuff I can give Houston for 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 Deshaun Watson. If I if I'm the Jets, I'm trying to get Deshaun Watson. I I'm giving up whatever I need to give up to get Deshaun Watson. Sam Donald was on notice, and Sam Donald go like it, he can he can he can go bye bye. Because again, at the end of the day, if Sam Donald was doing his job and he was the quarterback that the Jets thought he was when they drafted him number one then he, they wouldn't be trying to get Deshaun Watson. So I don't have no problem with Sam Donald if he's upset or he feels some kind of way, then oh well. Because if you get your hands on Deshaun Watson, the Jets go to the top of the food chain. And I'll the say Jets this. In the AFC East. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this where Sam Darnold goes. I've been a, I'm, a, I'm a Sam Darnold supporter and defender. I think Sam Darnold is salvageable. But how much damage has been done to him with this Jets organization. I mean, you and you and I both talked about the fact that the Jets could be bringing back some excitement having Sam Darnold there. But reality is Sam Darnold's second season in the NFL was probably his only his only season before he you know, he was seeing ghosts last year and then this year <laughs> this year, you know, I mean, you know, it was just the there there the, the, you know, and I know the pandemic played played a real factor in this one here for someone who's still young in the business like Sam Darnold right, is. Right, but right, 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 this right. is something that could very much hamper Sam Darnold. And, and you know, if the Jets feel, you know, they, I've heard the new Jets organization talk about, you know, you know uh, salvaging Sam Darnold. But if you, ha- if you have an opportunity, you know, you know, to choose a rookie quarterback or Sam Darnold, you may still give Sam Darnold that chance and get some, some better support around him. And if it doesn't work out and that support is looking good, then you can blame Sam Donald. But like you said, 
like you just said now, if you could get a Deshaun Watson and give up, give up a first round pick and then give up a another first round pick next year with a fifth round pick, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm replacing Sam Darnold with Deshaun yep. Watson. I will. <laughs> yes, I will. That's right. Deshaun Watson, I mean, in reality, in reality, no matter how bad his team played, Deshaun Watson, in reality, should be a top five quarterback. Yep, absolutely. So, if I'm the Jets, if I want to, if I want to, you know, get the headlines of New York City, if I want to, you know, get a little, you know, get a little bit more respect, I think the Jets need to get Deshaun Watson, and then let all the other chips fall where they may. If if that causes if, if if that causes them getting you know rid of Darnold, then do it, do what you need to do. But you already got your quarterback for the next ten years. Exactly. Now you build around him. You got your quarterback for the next ten years. Man. Whatever whatever happens, whatever happens is what happens. So Sam Darnold was supposed to be the Jets quarterback for the next ten years. So that's why I'm like, well, whatever happens with Sam Darnold is what happens because he brought you know. I mean, the injury, exactly. not you know, um, he wasn't out there, you know, kissing on the wrong people. You know what I mean? Nobody was out here, out there with him doing that. He did that on his own. So that, you know, that kind of, you know, fell into it too. He lost time doing that, um, time to, you know, progress and, and, and make some way. Um, so I think that a change of scenery, I, I don't know. But if you're going to get Deshaun Watson, but Sam Donald, nobody, nobody's interested in hearing what Sam Donald talking about. If you got, if you go get Deshaun Watson, nobody cares about what Sam Donald's talking about. Jets fans, nobody else. So I think that when you talk about um, Matt Stafford, you know Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, you know the quarterbacks that are coming, Trevor Lawrence in the draft, the Zach Wilson from BYU. Um, you know, those guys and stuff like that. There's a lot of situations that's going to be available to them. A lot. You know what I mean? So, um, we, we, you know, we got to you know, see how these things are going to end up. Where is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to end up? You know, um, you know what's the deal with Tua Tagovailoa? You know, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, what's, the, what's up with that? I'm hearing that, you know, Miami might not be really sold on him and they might be trying to let him go, get rid of him. I've heard that too, but you know, I mean, you know, unfortunately, they're going to have to give to to a chance here. I wasn't for the Dolphins getting to a. I really wasn't. I honestly thought the Dolphins needed to just simply work on work work on uh, players ar- around them. And I really honestly thought you needed you needed to really because he he really had he really hasn't hasn't been given a fair chance. He hasn't really gotten a fair shot at things, you know. And if he were still there this year, and you had, and you know, and you had to go with, and you had to eventually go with him because you're using Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, you you probably should have given Josh Rosen a better chance. Josh Rosen has was dealt a bad deck twice. I think Josh Rosen's in a good situation over there in Tampa, but I think you know, you know, but Josh Rosen. I just don't think got a fair fair chance at all, you know. So, John, you know, so I'm not because I'm not sold on Tua. Tua, you know, is still a guy who everyone loved, but this was a guy who always got injured and never completed a season of college football. 
And with the way with the way they went back and forth with back and forth with Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Fitzpatrick might have to re-sign for at least another year in Miami. If I'm the Dolphins, I'm looking to get Ryan Fitzpatrick for another year because you're going to really want to test Tua as a starting quarterback. And unless you're going to bring Matt Moore back to hold the clipboard, you need to, you know because Matt Moore has a good mind for football, and so does Fitzpatrick. I of course I would pick Fitzpatrick over Matt Moore, but mm-hmm. you want that you want that fertile mind for foot that out of a quarterback that's going to deal with Tua in his proper way, you know, and just just be able to mentor him. So if I'm the I'm the Dolphins. Resign Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is a free agent. You should just resign him, pay him, even if you got to give him an extra extra million or two million dollars more to stay here for another year. Do it. You need you're you're gonna need, you're gonna need him. You're gonna need Fitzpatrick more than Fitzpatrick is gonna need you because Fitzpatrick could go mm. to go work for the next team for a couple years, and then mm-hmm. and it's gonna mm-hmm. and it's gonna be fine for him because. The man's making a steady salary for Pete's sake when, when he goes to another team. Mm. You know, so do it, Dolphins. You know, you know, it's not like Fitzpatrick is no youngster. He's just as old. He's just as old as Tom Brady himself. Mm. You know, so get Fitzpatrick back one more year because you don't know for sure what's going to happen with Tua, and which means if you don't know for sure what's going to happen with Tua. Then you got to look to see where the direction's going to be. Tua is a is a quarterback with great ability, and you can stop me anytime you want here too, too here because it is your show. But yeah, Tua you know, has some great abilities as far as his as his ability. He he has an ability to scramble. He has he has that ability. He he can throw, but he, he's like Ryan Tannehill was when he was here. You know, he's not a long ball thrower. You know, Ryan Tannehill got into a better situation when he when he got over there to uh, Tennessee. Is Tua Ryan Tannehill? Or is Tua better than Ryan Tannehill? I mean, that's what we got to look at. Right now, I would say no. And I agree with you on that. And I agree with uh, you. You know. But again, like you said, man. But what do we have? What you know? What um, sample size do we have for Tua? You know what I mean? We went through the the, the whole scenario with Ryan Tannehill of him being good, him getting hurt, him coming back, and getting the big money, him getting hurt again. You know, we went and then him, you know, uh, uh, having to get a change of scenery in Tennessee and him doing his thing. So, and Ryan Tannehill is the top, you know, five or six quarterback in the NFL now. So when you talk about um, Tua, I mean, wow. We don't really have anything. He didn't play a full year, like you said, in college. You know, he hasn't really, you know, shown, you know, what he could do really as far as the NFL is concerned. So, I I don't know, man. I think, you know, if you've got a guy out there that can, you know, um, you know, kind of tutor and show the ropes and a, and a, a good veteran in Ryan Fitzpatrick, because Ryan Fitzpatrick has his moments. But I want to ask about another quarterback that's kind of in a in a flux flux situation. Alex Smith. What are we doing with Alex Smith? I mean, he you know he had some you know um, some some flashes of brilliance. 
you know, and he showed that he could still play, definitely showed that he could still play. Um, you know, it wasn't the, the knee or the leg that was bothering him. It was other stuff, you know, that was, that was kind of hampering him this season. But he still showed and proved that he could come back from that gruesome leg injury. And I think that he deserves, you know, a year you know, to go in and, and, and maybe even be, a, be that veteran presence or a stopgap. You know, until they, you know, whatever team that he can link up with, if it's not Washington, finds that quarterback. Because it seems like to me, Bob, um, that certain teams, man, take it forever to find a quarterback, man. You're absolutely right. They are. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, you know, we talked, we just talked about the Broncos where this goes. Dolphins are another team, you know, that's really been going through that. You know, and I want, you know, I'm not, you know, and I'm not going to say Ryan Tannehill was not a good choice for a quarterback because he was. Mm-hmm, you know, this, mm-hmm. this, just the situation. Amazing. Yeah, the situation mm-hmm. in Miami just was not the best at right, the time. Right, 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 right. You know, so, I mean, yeah, you know, man. but, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, th- I think the situation now in Miami, if you were to do this, you know, if you were to bring in Alex Smith, then Alex Smith is still going to be with with. Uh, I I got to still think about it when I say it. Washington football team, because mm-hmm. I still want to say Redskins. Right. You know, but uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's he's going to be a. Um, he's he he he's going to. You know, he's he's another one. He's got injuries. He's going to keep dealing with. But Alex Smith mm-hmm. is is one of those that's a good mentor. I mean, mm-hmm. look what he did before. Look what he did in Kansas City with the Chiefs before yep. be, before you got what you got with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs probably got the man who is considered to be the best quarterback in the NFL today. I mean, you know, so let's look at that, you know, with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know so, who, who we forgot about, Bob? Who's that? And we, and we probably forgot somebody else in the conversation, but Kirk Cousins. What are we doing with him? I mean, he's going to be another one that's going to be out there. And, and, I, and here's another thought I was, you know, um, just kind of contemplating because I, I was talking to one of my people um, at um, the NFL, man, on Fifth Avenue, and they're hearing rumbling, Bob. I don't know how true this is, but if this was to happen, this would turn the whole NFL situation upside down. And we're going to talk about that when we come back on After wow. Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We're going to take a pause for the cause. When we come back, we're going to let you know one quarterback name that will turn this whole thing upside down. We'll be back. Let's get it. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. 
start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. 2.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you could go to save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-423-5704 or message her at freedomlake.com slash gratefulheartphotography or heroes.app slash pages slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. Hi, I'm Jonathan Clark, one of the most known voices in all of professional wrestling radio, here today to talk to you about a very important cause, autism. Autism is one of the world's most serious diseases and can affect us within all age demographics. It doesn't matter how young or old you are, autism can sneak up behind you and change your life and the way you perceive it to be for all eternity. Autism can affect the way we talk, the way we act, the way we speak, the way we look, and how other people tend to look at us in this very cruel world we're being brought up in. That's why I'm reaching out to you today, encouraging you to log on to AutismSpeaks.org to make a donation and offer your help in fighting the cure for autism. AutismSpeaks.org will offer you some really helpful information on how you can play just a small role in finding a cure for one of the world's most serious diseases. I myself know many people who have been affected by autism throughout the years, and it's time we all come together and find a cure for this very frightening disease. I'm Jonathan Clark, the most attractive man in all of internet radio, telling you that you can make a difference.
I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. If you love tie-dye, you'll love tie-dye and dream it. You can style in great handmade tie-dye clothing, such as T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even masks, which come in handy during this COVID-19 pandemic. The best tie-dye work at affordable prices. You can order your favorite items online at freedomlake.com slash tie-dye and dream heroes.app slash pages slash tie-dye and dream or you can call Abigail Summers and Susanna Caton at 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, Tie-Dye and Dreamin' is the place for you. Give us a call and start Tie-Dye and Dreamin' today. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. 102.5 KZOK with Daddy Bonaducci and Sarah. What would you say is the strangest thing you've ever ridden? Well, uh, I've ridden an ostrich, but I'm really looking forward to being strapped to the front of a hydroplane. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. Yeah, uh, in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Lord, give me a sign. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And that righteousness is of me, said the Lord. Amen. Uh. Lord, give me a sign. I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown. And I'm still going through it. Like pain and a hurt. Yeah. Soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. Yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name. In the name of Jesus. Devil, I rebuke you for what I go through and trying to make me do what I used to. But all that stops right here. As long as the Lord's in my life, I will have no fear. I will know no pain. From the light to the dark I will show no shame Spit it right from the heart Cause it's right from the start You held me down And they nothing they can tell me now Lord, give me a sign Let me know what's on your mind Let me know what I'm gonna find It's all in time Show me how to teach the mind Show me how to reach the blind Lord, give me a sign Show me what I got to do To bring me closer to you Cause I'ma go through Whatever you want me to Just let me know what to do Lord, give me a sign Show me something. I'm tired of talking to him, knowing he fighting. Crying about life ain't nothing. But you either be the one mad cause you trapped or the one hunting. Trapped in your own mind, waiting on the Lord. A hunting with the word that cuts like a sword. The spoken word is stronger than the strongest man. Carries the whole world like the strongest hand. Through the trials and tribulations, you never let us down, Jesus. I know you're here with us now, Jesus. I know you're still with us now. Keep it real with us now. I'm on the field, show me how. Please let me take your hand. I walk slow. 
protect me and give me the strength to fight. Right, give me a sign. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know what I'm gonna find. It's all in time. Show me how to teach the mind. Show me how to reach the blind. Lord, right, give me a sign. Show me what I got to do to bring me closer to you. Cause I'ma go through whatever you want me to. Just let me know what to do. Lord, right, give me a sign. I forget, never die. Bong, we back in the building after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the Southside Pass Wednesday night, hump night, hump day, however you want to swing, swing it. I'm in the building, man, 954 I'm in the building with Pretty Bob James, a.k.a. Action VR Bob in the building. Yeah, man, so we were talking, man, um, about some quarterback situations in the NFL uh, potentially happening this offseason, and I was uh, bringing up a name, man before we went to break, that I think if, you know, this name pops up and becomes a topic of conversation, then the whole, you know, scenario is thrown into a tizzy. Because right now people have their idea of who could end up where, you know, maybe you could have, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers going to San Francisco, maybe you have Stafford in Denver or, you know, whatever, whatever situation you envision. Um, but if Andrew Luck, decides to come back and the murmurs and rumblings. Um, I don't think that, you know, the, the, the situation for the Colts would be crazy because they, you know, it'll be easier than him just signing, you know, and doing what they need to do. And now they have their quarterback. Um, then everybody else is just has to worry about their situation. Um, I think then, you know, the scramble begins because I think that Indianapolis is a preferred destination for some of these, you know, for some of these guys. You know, I think that um, Indianapolis basically has a team. All they got to do is plug in a, uh, not a decent quarterback, a good quarterback. If they can, get the, if they can get their hands on a great quarterback, it'd be even better. Same thing with the 49ers. If you plug a good quarterback in there, the 49ers would be good. If you plug a great quarterback in there, the 49ers would be great. They were just in the Super Bowl last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think that, um, you know, this, this situation that, you know, is, there's very few 
quarterback situation that is settled. And we were talking about the same thing last year. Okay? You could name, you know, quarterbacks on, on, on one hand. The situations are locked. Okay? You can name, uh, you could name, you could go with, I guess you can go with Mahomes in Kansas City. I guess you can go with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Right? Um, you can go with, um, I guess, I guess Matt Ryan in Atlanta. And you know, I don't mess with Matt Ryan. Okay. Um, who else situation is locked? Justin Herbert in, in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. His situation is locked. Um, Lamar Jackson, for what is worth, his situation, Josh Allen, his situation is locked. Um, who else, Bob? <clears throat> who else the situation that quarterback is locked? That's a good. That, that's a good question because with what we're seeing happen right now with quarterbacks, mm-hmm. it may uh, it has you wondering. Right. You know, you're right, Josh Allen. His situation is locked. Mm-hmm. I will say this: if anyone's situation is going to be locked with a new contract, because they're going to be smart enough not to let him go, it's going to be the Chiefs with Pat with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, right? right. Yeah, so, Mahomes got yeah Mahomes. Um, let me see, man. I'm trying, I'm gonna figure that. This is this is a good question. This is, I'm trying to figure this out because it seems like to me I can't really think off the top of my head how many you know teams are really locked into their quarterback situation. I'm gonna go through the AFC East: Buffalo with Josh Allen, right? Miami with Tua uh, or Ryan Fitzpatrick. So that's not really a locked-in situation. New England, no. The Jets with Sam Donald or, uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson's out there. So I'll say no. Now you move to the north. The Pittsburgh Steelers, are they going to give Ben Roethlisberger $41 million? I, I don't wouldn't. know. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know. either. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know about that. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, we're going to say yeah, okay, for the, for the, sake, of, for the sake of saying yeah. We're going to say yeah, Lamar's locked in. Baker Mayfield's locked in. Um, Joe Burrow. But he's hurt, so we don't know what they're going to do next year in Cincinnati for quarterback situation. Um, Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, okay, he's locked. Indianapolis don't have a situation. Houston definitely don't have a situation. Jacksonville, they don't really have a situation either. Um, whether they get, that's whether they get Trevor Lawrence or not. And regardless, and whatever happens, and whatever happens with Trevor Lawrence, if he's a big hit or he's a flop. You don't right. know for sure if this thing is going to be long term there in uh, Jacksonville. In the first place. Yeah, right. I, mean, I think the cons are great owners. I think you know they they're really mm-hmm. starting to turn things around. But but you know you you don't know for sure with uh, with that mm-hmm. situation. Okay, you got Kansas City Mahomes is locked in. You got Vegas Derek Carr. That's uh you got the Chargers with Justin Herbert. That's locked in. Drew Locke. I don't know about that now. All of a sudden, Drew Locke situation. I don't know suspect. Washington football team. We don't know. The Giants with Daniel Jones. Eh. I mean, I guess I guess you could say Daniel Jones is locked in, huh? I, I guess. think I think you can. I think that uh, I think J- Daniel Jones is a coach's dream to work with. But you're also eventually going to have to swallow your pride and say, if this is as far as you're going to go, then maybe we do need to look at someone else. I know that yeah, Phil Sims went through this exact same thing before, but. Is Daniel Jones Phil Sims? Mm. That's going to be the thing. No. That's going to be the thing. I agree. I Daniel Jones has shown himself to be a lot better than than some people said he was. 
Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, he's definitely better than, so, you know, some of the other quarterbacks that they just chose to pass on. But mm-hmm. it's just. Is he, is, he better, is he better than Eli Manning? <laughs> he definitely showed he was on equal level as he, with Eli Manning when he went for Eli Manning's last couple of seasons there. But Eli Manning 10 years ago, I would almost say no. Mm. I, I, I think we might be getting ready to find out as far as Eli Manning is concerned. Um, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, he's out. So we don't know what their situation Um I guess you could say Andy Dalton, I guess. He's going to be the starter, I guess, Andy Dalton for the Cowboys. The Eagles, um, Carson Wentz, we don't know what that situation is going to be. He's going to be one of those one of those dudes floating out there. Um, you know, he got a lot of money on his, on, on his deal. So the Eagles might be stuck with him. So is, Car- I don't know what- is Carson Wentz salvageable? You know, I've talked about Sam Darnold being salvageable. Can Carson Wentz be salvaged? I, I don't know for I sure. Think Carson Wentz is, I think Carson Wentz is better than Sam Darnold. And I, I, personally, I agree with you there. But what what the heck was that mess that was going on I don't in know, there? Man. I, I don't in, know. In, in Philadelphia, Eagles should own that. This this was a yep. type of season where with the with the roster lineups, the Eagles should have owned the division. Yeah, the Eagles should have went thirteen and three uh, for real, for real. Uh, and, and, and you know, it's just one of those things, man. I think that you know, um, it goes back to that question that we started off the show with. Um, you know, is it this guy or is it that guy? Is it Belichick or is it Brady? Is it this guy? Is it Peterson or is it where Carson Wentz? You know what I mean? Like, what happened? What happened to Carson Wentz, yo? You know, so again, I think this situation is, is sus. Uh, Green Bay, I don't know now with Aaron Rodgers. This situation in the air. Chicago situation in the air with Mitch Trubisky and, and Nick Foles. Minnesota with, um, with, they got Kirk Cousins, right? Their, their situation is whatever. Um, Detroit, Stafford's out of there. New Orleans, Drew Brees, they don't know when he's coming back or not. Tampa Bay, we got Tom Brady. Um, Carolina, What's this situation looking like with Teddy Bridgewater? They gave him all that money, and he got nothing to show for it but five wins. Uh, Atlanta, Matt Ryan is locked in. Um, Seattle, Russell Wilson is locked in. The Rams, we don't know what's up with, with Jared Goff. Um, Kyler Murray is locked in to Arizona, and we don't know what the deal is in San Francisco. So it's not that really that many teams with situations that you know who their quarterback is going to be week one you know, in, in September. You don't, you know, you know who their quarterback is going to be. There's going to be a lot of teams, you know, you know, uh, switching quarterbacks and moving things around, moving and shaking, and, and it's going to look real crazy for some teams out here, man. And, and I hope the um, Lamar Jackson thing gets rectified because I think that Lamar Jackson, uh, if he, 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 if he's good, then the AFC is is that much better. I'm not talking about regular season Lamar Jackson. I'm talking about playoff Lamar Jackson. He's to step his game up, you know. Um, you know Buffalo. You know Josh Allen and them showed me a lot. I think that they went up to Kansas City and you know it just happened. It happens with the best of them, even though they had the lead. You know, I mean, you know, you get the lead on Kansas City in Kansas City in the playoff game. You better hold on to it. And again, I think Kansas City just showed who they, you know, who they are. Um, and I respect them, you know, Patrick Mahomes and them, you know, did what they needed to do all season long. 
and they just proved that they're the class of the AFC, man. You could have your, you know, your Pittsburghs and your Baltimores and your Tennessees and Indianapolises and all that, but the Kansas City Chiefs, man, um, dominant. You know, um, they lost two games this season. They lost both of those games at home. So, if they, you know, any, any little chink in the armor, then, you know, it was that. You know, they lost two games at home. Um, they were undefeated on the road. Um, again, you know, they, they, you know, dominated the AFC, you know, a, as they should. You know, and then you have um, a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 11-5, um, okay, um, a couple of games, you know, but this with us, we, a couple of games that we, you know, should, you know, shouldn't lose. We shouldn't have lost the Chicago game. Um, we got outplayed against the Rams. You know, we got outplayed twice against New Orleans. Um, so, again, I think that, you know, 11-5, I'll take that where we are right now. You know what I mean? We're the NFC champions. So, I'll take that. And I think that, um, you know, we could contend for, for years to come. But, you know, um, beyond this year, all right, I'm not going to count, you know, 2020 is already done, 2021 is upcoming. What do we do after that? Are we looking at the quarterback class of 2022? Are we looking at the free agents of class of 2022? What are we doing as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if we want to continue to be a, uh, a, a championship franchise after Tom Brady leaves? And even if Tom Brady stays, He's still going to have to develop somebody behind Tom Brady. Who do we have? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, that's, again, does Josh Rosen stand a chance there? That's what we got to ask ourselves. You know, because he, he's been dealt too many bad hands. Mike Summers is actually listening in the chat room, too. Mike, if you want to jump in oh, on right. this conversation, you can, too. Yeah, but Because uh, he did, uh, did, did give me Matt Ryan's name, which... And mm-hmm. everything when I was drawing the brain fart there, but mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to jump in here, uh, Mike, definitely. Yeah, you know, come on. But uh, yeah, I, I'm. For me, I just don't know if Josh, Ro- you know, Josh Rosen may be may be the flop, but you know, the question yeah, is, if the question yeah. is, were his were was he dealt bad hands, and could he? Could it be someone who could be mentored by Tom Brady since he is there? You know, I mean, you know, in in Tampa, you know, can that work? Can that work out and, and you know, and just surprise us? Mm. You know, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, I mean, you know, quarterbacks, quarterbacks are coming out in this draft, but we're also finding out that not all these quarterbacks are going to be great in the NFL. Uh-huh. They may have been great in college, right. but they're not going to be great in the say, NFL. Say, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Say it, Bob. We're also finding out that some of these quarterbacks are not that good. Yeah, that, no, you're... That, you're that, that, that's it. That's, that's true. It. That's true. No, you're 100% right. I, and, and again, for all the names that come out, and we look at them, but we talk about them in the sense that they're going to you know, come in and be you know, affect the franchise, like a Justin Herbert affected the Chargers, like a Tua affected Miami, like a Patrick Mahomes affected Kansas City. Um, again, you know, you, you know, those quarterbacks, you know, while you wish they would come around, uh, you know, more often than, than, than they do, it's not, 
that often that a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes is going to come around because he wasn't. Well, Patrick Mahomes with the what? Uh, uh, Texas Tech, right? Patrick Mahomes. I believe so. He didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't tear the world up at Texas Tech. He was a decent quarterback at Texas Tech. You know what I mean? So and he found his game. Now, when you talk about quarterbacks from a college level that you know you figured that would come to the NFL and you know, I'm still catapulting their game. You look at a, a Baker Mayfield. Everybody talked about him. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he, he had to figure it out. I think Baker Mayfield is figuring it out. Baker Mayfield is getting it together. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, if he gets it together, you know, the Cleveland Browns, you know, they'll be the new thing in the NFC North because Pittsburgh Steelers had their day. They waited too long to develop a quarterback behind Ben Roethlisberger. It's going to be too late. The Cleveland Browns are going to pass them by. And here comes and, and, uh, and Baltimore. If they don't get it together, Cleveland Browns are going to pass them by. Because Cincinnati's going to have to wait another year or two because Joe Burrow is hurt. So I think that, you know, Cleveland, for all this worth, I think right now is their time for them to kind of, just, you, know, you know, make their presence felt. In the NFC North, man, I think they, you know, they had a nice run. They, you know, some people, uh, myself included, feel like they could have played better against the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe possibly even won. You know what I mean? But again, that's a learning thing. But I think Baker Mayfield, man, um, I think he, you know, again, he's progressing, and that's what, that's all you want to see. You want to see a quarterback progress, you know, and get better from year to year. Um, Josh Allen, he progressed. You know what I'm saying? Um, he definitely proved me wrong because again, I didn't, I didn't trust the Buffalo Bills. You know, coming off of what happened last year with Josh Allen gave it up, but again, he stepped his game up. So I have to give it up to him. You know, in the Buffalo Bills, and I mean, but a, a receiver and Stephon Diggs, I mean, he makes all the difference in the world. But again, still, you still have to get that ball to him, and you did that, Josh Allen. So I got to give you your props. But when you get a situation, let a kid like. Uh, you know Deshaun Watson, who's playing at a at a at a, at a all you know all pro level, but the franchise around him is garbage. Then you know that's who you got to get out of town. You got to get him somewhere where he can you know play at least play for a franchise that appreciates him. You know he's just going through some other stuff in Houston. You know the front office lying to him. How are you going to ask him to start your starting quarterback to start your team? When you had a good team to begin with, you had a playoff championship caliber team to begin with. You was winning playoff games. Then what happened? You know what I'm saying? So, again, I think that, you know, you owe Deshaun Watson that much. Deshaun Watson didn't do that to you. You did that to him. So, I think that uh, Houston owes him that much. And, you know, for what it's worth right now, um, I, I would like to see the New York Jets get Deshaun Watson. Just to see, Bob, hear me out. Hear me out. Please hear me out on this one right here. I would like to see the Jets get Deshaun Watson for the simple fact that all these years, all these long years, you went from... This guy to that guy started with Joe Willie Namath, and you had, you know, Richard Todd, Count Bryan, you had Brett Favre, you had all types of wild dudes. Some was past their prime, some wasn't ready for prime time. It's all good. 
If you can get your hands on Deshaun Watson, a no-brainer five-star talent at quarterback, now you own the something. Because all you talk about is what, Bob? A quarterback makes the franchise go. I think if you got Deshaun Watson, I think that um, the Jets will get a couple more players to add on with Deshaun Watson. That's what I think. I agree. If the Jets can get, the, the Jets can get Deshaun Watson, they'll get, some, they'll get somebody else. You know what I mean? They'll get somebody on the defensive side of the ball. Stud. They'll, they will be building something. Then the jet is going to be. They're just going to really be serious. Mm, mm, mm. Then you know. Then it's going to be you know the Buffalo Bills and the Jets going to be going at it. I don't think Josh Allen wants to see Deshaun Watson go to the to the AFC East. You got to see him twice a year. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think Josh Allen wants that. I don't I think, think he Josh does Allen either. I think Josh Allen has got this that plan set on, you know, trying to, you know, get to a Super Bowl, trying to win a Super Bowl. But I think their first order of of operation, Bob, this is just me, this this me talking. I think it's to, to dominate the AFC East, <laughs> kind of like New England did for a decade I'll, plus. I'll dominate. tell you the, I'll tell you this: if they could get an offensive tackle that's, you know, that could work on the same side as Cody Ford. As a guard, you know, I you know, then then their their offensive line on the uh, on the uh, strong side will totally be set, you know, and it'll be a question of trying to take care of the weak side. That's that that'll that'll be it for, for them, you know. But you know, if they can get that strong side taken care of with with having somebody who could play alongside Cody Ford as a tackle, the Bills will be closer to having it made than anything else, and that that'll also help. Enhance the play of Josh Allen as well too, because you got another you got another guy blocking and protecting him. That's gonna be no doubt what they have, what they have to look at. No doubt. Um, I'm gonna ask you this, and then we're gonna move on to the NBA before we get up out of here. Um, who's your MVP this year in the NFL? As much as I really don't like to uh, count it. Because of the fact that, uh, because of the fact that it is, you know that that it is a pandemic year and too many things were taken away, you know that made this a very sloppy season. I know. I want to say Aaron Rodgers, but truthfully, I think, I think I think one of the younger, you know, it's very very quarterback driven. NFL, I just think one of the younger guys should get it. I think you ought to be looking at a Josh Allen or even or or even or or even uh, Patrick Mahomes for this one instead. Okay, all right. Josh <laughs> Allen. Josh Allen's definitely the quarterback that every year for the last few years has improved. So. He, if he, if he had the most improved section, Josh Allen would be getting it two years in a row, because the man makes progress every season. Who's the rookie of the year? Another good question there. Um, uh, if he didn't get injured, if he didn't get injured, I would have, I would have uh, said uh, 
what's his name from the first overall pick the uh you know and everything uh god what's his name again again my brain farts you know and uh god you know i mean i would pick him because he he really did make a difference for the Bengals as a quarterback. Oh, you're talking about Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow. I kept wanting to say, I'm always wanting to, I had Kyler Murray on my mind, you know, and I'm, I wanted to say Joe Burrow, and it's like, ugh. But yeah, Burrow, you know, if, if, if he had some better protection, he'll, he, he would do good, but he really had a weak offensive line, you know, with the, uh, with this team, and that's really what hurt him, and, who knows if he'll be the same quarterback after his rookie year after suffering that injury? Because you know we don't know for sure if he's even going to be back uh, at the beginning of next season. So that's something to really look at. But I would have chose him. But if I had to pick a rookie of the year, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how I would go with it. And that, that's a that's a first for me because this pandemic wreaks such havoc on how I follow football. Um, I'm gonna say as far as the MVP is concerned, and, and I'm gonna say a little different because I feel like you know the the NFL they finished the season. You know what I mean? Um, they didn't really have to go through any you know real you know delays. Um, a couple of games, a couple of games got switched around, schedule got moved around a little bit, but they finished it. Um, I'm going to say for me, and, and I, I'm like you, I hate to say it. I, I, I mean, I'm going to have to go as far as MVP is concerned. I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. I would say Tom Brady. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to say Tom Brady. Let me switch that around because I think that Tom Brady did more for Tampa Bay than Patrick Mahomes did for Kansas City. I think because Patrick Mahomes has Tyreek Hill. He has Travis Kelsey. He has Tyrell Matthews. You know what I mean? He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got those, you know, he's got those stud guys. I think Tom Brady made Evans, uh, 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 Ronald Jones, uh, Fournette to a certain degree. Those guys, he made them better. So I think Tom Brady did more for Tampa Bay than... Um, Patrick Mahomes did for Kansas City. Kansas City was in the Super Bowl last year. They won the Super Bowl last year. What more can Patrick Mahomes do for them? All right? Tampa Bay was garbage last year. Tampa Bay's been garbage for the last few years. Tom Brady came and turned this thing around. So I'm going to give him the MVP award to Tom Brady. Um, Rookie of the year. Uh, Wow. When you were talking, Bob, I was like, you know what? I was like, damn, Bob is talking. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking Chase Young. Then I said, you know what? You know who else had a great year, man? I can't, and I'm not going to front, like, you know, like I'm not going to, you know, um, disregard the season that they had. I'm not going to disregard Chase Young because he, he helped make that Washington defense, that Washington defense is top three, straight like that, regardless of everything else that goes on with them. All right? Um, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert did his thing with the Chargers. Um, yeah, and I thought I think, of Justin mm-hmm. Herbert's name here too, man, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, he came, you know, he started to show, show it, you know, a little later, but, you know, better late than never. And he did great. And he, he did great. And I agree with that. 
I was just, you know, I was looking to see if there was one from beginning to end, you know, and that's where I wanted mm-hmm. to go, go like I did with right. Burrow, with Burrow, but you know, unfortunately I can't, which made right. it hard because, like I said, in the pandemic, it just it destroyed Man. me, it destroyed me this season and how I follow football. They tried to they tried to assassinate Tyrod Taylor to get to get uh, Justin Herbert in the game. They tried to puncture his lung and oh, they tried to assassinate that poor man to get to get Justin Herbert in the game. But yeah, man, um, that that's that's how I looked at that man. So um, we, you know, we got some things to talk about, man. Um, as far as the off season is going to concern, we still got a. A week to go. This is the off week, the Super Bowl week. Everybody's getting their plans together. We really, as Buccaneers, we don't really have to make that many plans. All right? Kansas City Chiefs will not arrive in Tampa until next Friday. All right? Um, again, you know, this, this you know, COVID-19 and pandemic, you know, has had its fingerprints all over, you know, everything that goes on right now. Um, but, you know, we're trying to make the best of it. Uh, and again, man, I, I'm I'm in a good place right now. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. Understand that. Shout out to Sonny Cruz. Shout out to my man Adam, who's a chef for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shout out to all the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans all over the world. Buck Nation, stand up. You know, um, again, this is the off week, so I'm not really, you know, I'm just, you know, trying to take it all in, you know, seeing who got what to say about my Buccaneers. Next week is going down. We're going to have a Super Bowl party next week. Understand that. All right? If you show up, it's all I love. If you don't show up, we're going to get it popping anyway. Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl. All right? So, again, at the end of the day, rock out with us, man. Um, shout out to my man Steve. Um, oh, yeah, let me pop my collar. Let me pop my collar one time. Steve Kaufman, that's my guy. Packer fan extraordinaire. Has his own show, Talking Packers with Steve and all of that. Yo, you didn't show up last week, man. What happened? You scared? I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen, man. I'm going to pop my collar one time, man. There's a lot of y'all out there be talking garbage, man. But um, you don't want to come at me sideways with that nonsense, man. You know? I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are what they are. You know? You like your team? I like my team. I've been liking my team since the beginning, right? So when you talk about my team, man, every, you know, every dog has their day, man. And I just think that um, our day is coming. And um, what's the perfect way to end the 20, you know, 20 season um, than, you know, being the first team that, you know, played the Super Bowl um, at their home stadium and winning. I don't want to hear about the Rams and the Rose Bowl. The Rams didn't play their, their, their home games in the Rose Bowl. I don't want to hear about the 49ers in, in, in Stanford Stadium. I don't want to hear about that either. Not close enough. All right. So be, don't 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 try to take away my enjoyment of this historic situation. You know what I mean? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first team ever, 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 ever to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Teams have been dying to do this ever since. Okay, teams have had chances to do it, couldn't get it done. 
for one reason or other. It's all good, though. Tampa Bay Buccaneers got it done. Wild card team going to the Super Bowl, hosting the Super Bowl, and all of that. So, again, let us live. Let us be happy. Let us celebrate. Let Buck Nation do what they do. And, um, again, that just goes to show, again, like I've been saying, um, and Bob is my witness and Sonny Cruz is my witness, um, the NFC South, we've been, you know, sending teams to the Super Bowl frequently. Panthers, Saints, Falcons, now my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And everything that I say on the show, I've said. Not that I make up. Bob is my witness, and we got the archives if you want to get technical and official and all that. Um, yeah, man, the NFC South, that division is a beast. That division is a beast. That division always sends somebody to a championship game, a Super Bowl, you know. Oh, yeah, the NFC East, the Patriots, blah, 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 blah. Nah. All four teams in that division, in the Super Bowls recently. Go ahead. Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, baby. Shout out to John McKay, Leroy Dewey Selvin, Steve the Bird, <laughs> Jimmy Giles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on now. For those, those that want to know, Chris is doing cartwheels. Yes. Shout out to, yes, Rodney Barber, Joe Driven Vicious, Bert Emanuel. Yes. Shout out to all of them. Absolutely. Shout out to my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Shout out to Bucko Bruce. Shout out to the Glazer family. Yes. Let's go. That's right. That's right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Bring the creamsicles back. Let's win the Super Bowl. Play the first game next year in the creamsicles. Let's go. Buck Nation, stand up. It's our time, man. Everybody has their time to shine, man. It's our time, man. Word up. We got jerked in 79 when we lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game at the uh, Old Sombrero. Right? We lost nine and nothing. All right? That's when we had Doug Williams. All right? We had James Wilder. That was before James Wilder. It was 79. Right? We lost nine and nothing. Then we lost um, to the Rams again in the NFC Championship. To the greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner and them. They beat us in St. Louis. When um, Warner hit Ricky Pro, we was winning six to five. I never forget that game. That's a Bird Emanuel game. We got jerked again. And Tennessee went and, and, and beat, uh, I mean, um, St. Louis went and beat Tennessee in the Super Bowl. Then we shut down the vet. We closed the vet down. NFC Championship. That's when we won the Super Bowl. We played the Raiders. The Super Bowl 37. All right, that's when Jerry Rice was on the Raiders. That was a, it was a crazy, All right? I remember where I was that day. 
It was a snowstorm in New York. I was at Applebee's watching the Super Bowl, going crazy, doing cartwheels, like Bob said. And, and, and I had whiplash, because every time Rich Gannon threw the ball, somebody for Tampa Bay was running it the other way for a touchdown. Dwight Smith, Derek Brooks, somebody was running it back the other way for a touchdown. I was going, I was loving it. So even though we don't go to back-to-back Super Bowls, we don't have six Super Bowl rings and all this, we were the first team to play the Super Bowl in our home stadium. And you can't take that away from us. So I'm looking forward to February the 7th. I'm going to pop my collar. I already got my little menu together. It's going down. All right. Um, I think we're going to party that whole weekend. Buck Nation, we're definitely going to have a party next week on the show. Wednesday night is going down. We're going to have a Super Bowl party. I'm going to talk mad-ish. So if you can't take the heat, you might as well get you a, 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 a ceiling fan or something because it's going down. I've been waiting mad long to talk my ish. My Buccaneers is going to end the Super Bowl. We're not going to the Super Bowl. We're in the Super Bowl. Right? And, and, and wear something um, suitable for the occasion. All right? You know what I mean? That's how we do it, man. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I want to thank my man. Pretty Bob James, a.k.a. the ubiquitous Bob James, for holding me down behind the boards. Um, I want to shout out to the whole um, Action VR Network staff, the whole unit and all of that, and everybody that holds me down, man, and, and all the listeners out there, and everybody in the chat room, man. Shout out to Mike Summers. Shout out to the whole unit, everybody that do what they do. Um, get at me, man, on Twitter, at RMDeaths. I'm in the building. Get at us on Facebook after further review. 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. That's the name of the group on Facebook. Um, and, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's basically that. I wanted to get into a little basketball, so I think I'm going to chop it up a little bit about basketball before we get up out of here, man. Um, Yankees made a move this week. They added Jameson Taylor from the Pittsburgh Pirates to give us another arm, which is cool, you know. Um, but for me, the bigger story, which is not really a bigger story because now – um, these Hall of Fame ballots. Nobody got into the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And to me, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Because, again, like, the Hall of Fame, it used to be about exclusivity. Now, a lot of dudes and, and a lot of people are getting into the Hall of Fame on, like, the, the sympathy vote. Let's just call it what it is. A lot of these cats don't, nah, man. You know? So, and I'm not mad at baseball saying, you know what? Nobody earned the right to get into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, Kurt Schellens, who led the uh, voting percentage with 285 votes. He had 71.1% of the vote. I think you need 75 to get in. Barry Bonds at 61.8. Then Roger Clemens at 61.6. Then you got names like Scott Rowland, Omar Vizquel, Billy Wagner, Ty Helton, Gary Sheffield, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, 
Manny Ramirez, Sammy Sosa, Andy Pettit, Mark Burley, Tori Hunter, Bobby Abreu, for real, son, and Tim Hudson. Like, I don't know, man. You know, it just seemed like the 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 talent pool is kind of diluted. Those great, 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 great ball players, man. You know, they're not. You know, that no, they're they're no longer. You know, or, or they're either they're still playing right now because there's nobody. There's no nobody on those on that list right there that was like, oh, oh my God, why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? I think isn't Derek Jeter going to go into the Hall of Fame this year by himself? It's crazy. They haven't voted in any new players for the first time since 2013. Because you got guys like Kurt Schilling and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens that you know are the are the best out there right now. But we all know their situations. We all know their situations. Okay. Um, next year, Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling, that's their last year to appear on the ballot. And if, Sh- if Kurt Schilling wants to be removed, I think you said something like he wrote on Facebook that he wants to be removed from the ballot, get the hell out of here. Peace. Bye. You know what I'm saying? So, again, it is what it is. It turns into a, you know, it turns into a sympathy vote, man. A lot of these Hall of Fame players, the Hall of Fame used to be like, yeah, no doubt about it. This dude's a Hall of Famer, bong, 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 and then you had those that you, you know, felt that deserved it. And that was like 25 years ago. Everybody that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame is in. Who else is not in the Hall of Fame in, in, in baseball deserves, that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame from this list? Word, Andrew Jones, and I'm a Yankee. I'm a Yankee. Andy Pettit, great for me. As great as Andy Pettit was, I'm not mad at him not being in the Hall of Fame, not getting elected to the Hall of Fame. I'm not mad. No way. That's steroid stuff. Come on, bro. You 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 steal your own fate. That's it. <clears throat> that's it. So again, I think that when you have you know guys like um, Scott Rowland and Todd Helton and Gary Sheffield, you know making big jumps. Rowland went from thirty five percent last year to fifty two percent this year. Helton went from twenty nine to forty four. Sheffield went from thirty to forty, and Billy Wagner went from thirty one to forty six. So again, I think that you know when you have a guy like you know Omar Vizquel who, you know, is Omar Vizquel a Hall of Fame-worthy player. Then you had the domestic violence, you know, situation going on. So his, his percentage probably fell down, you know. Um, you know, Tory Hunter, you know, Bobby Abreu, you look at those guys, Tim Hudson. Then you look at guys like Aramis Ramirez, Latroy Hawkins, Barry Zito, Michael Kadair, Nick Swish, Shane Victorino, word, come on, man. Come on, man. Those dudes had very, very, very nice careers, but none of them are Hall of Fame worthy, period. You know, um, again, you know, uh, the Hall of Fame still going to hold the ceremony on July 25th, I think it is, uh, Bob. 
um, because they had the last uh, uh, season, last year's induction was uh, postponed by the you know pandemic. Oh, okay. So it's Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Ted Simmons, and Marvin Miller. Okay. All right. That's going to be who's going to get inducted in the Hall of Fame on July 25th. Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Ted Simmons, and Marvin Miller. Now, that's a Hall of Fame class for you. Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Ted Simmons, and Marvin Miller. Now, if you don't know who Marvin Miller is, you need to do your homework. And I'm going to leave that at that. All right. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We are in the building live and direct every Wednesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Action VR Network is in the building. Shout out to my man, Danny. Shout out to my man, Deb, and him at War Room Sports. All right. Shout out to my man, OG Wood. Shout out to Slate. Shout out to Kia. All right. Shout out to everybody who's listening, man. All right. We're going to do what we do next Wednesday night. Huh? And there is one bit of news here before we do go on. Is uh-huh. that Mike Mike Summers has an uh, has a uh, account over on Blog Talk Radio called Action VR AM because their sound is in mono and it sounds like AM radio over there. And this show will be replaying later tonight over there on BTR. So you kind of got yourself a return okay. to Blog Talk Radio that's going to actually be going on with the Action VR Network through Mike Summers later tonight. <laughs> Okay, that's what's up. All right, so replay value. That's what's up. So we appreciate that. You know, shout out to Mike, man. And uh, make sure you check that show out on the AM side. Action VR is doing good things, big things on both sides of the dial. Um, let me get the three-minute rant, and then I'm going to get up out of here. All right, because I got to prepare myself, man. Get ready for my Super Bowl party next week, and it's going down. Trust and believe. I'm going to be talking a lot of junk, Bob. I might have to go into the witness protection program, baby. I'm going to be talking so much ish. Um, The three-minute rant starts right now. The NBA. Um, They're dealing with a lot as far as the pandemic is concerned. Um, The Washington Wizards, who had six games postponed earlier this year due to different situations with the pandemic. Um. I think what the NBA is doing, they, they, they gave themselves some breathing room and a cushion um, by making the first half and the second half schedule. You know, almost two dozen games have been postponed already. Um, and I think that when you look at, you know, um, flexibility and, and, and able to move things around, you still have to, you know, um, plan for, you know, the um, period of, you know, quarantine and all that stuff. So, Again, um, you know, having, you know, a 15-player roster when you have four or five of your guys that can't play, then, you know, it, it, it really does, it wrecks havoc. It wrecks havoc on, on what you're trying to do. And, um, again, when you have a team like, the you know, the Washington Wizards um, that have, you know, a situation where um, they have a game switch um, in regards, for example, to Portland Trailblazers and the Washington Wizards game um, which was originally scheduled for the second half of the season, has been um, moved up to February the second. All right, and the Washington Wizards at the Charlotte Hornets, which was uh, is going to be February the seventh, is rescheduled, and the game was a game from January the twentieth that was canceled. Okay, and now you got the Portland Trailblazers at Charlotte, which was postponed, and that game has been moved to the second half of the season. So 
there's a lot of different things going on with this pandemic, man. And again, you know, the NBA and all the sports uh, leagues are trying to do the best they can. Um, that's why I had to give the, you know, the NFL a little credit earlier in the show. I mean, you know, even though they did have some things earlier in the season go on, um, they did finish the season. And, you know, the Super Bowl is it's February 7th. So they finished their season. So, I, you know, I, I had to give them uh, some credit. Um, let's get ready to come up on another baseball season. Uh, hockey is underway again, once again. You know, basketball is, is doing what it does, but they're going through it right now. So, again, man, um, you know, they're trying to navigate through this thing and make sure, um, you know, it happens in the best way where everybody's safe and everybody can, you know, uh, do what they do. Um, much respect. You know, it's been a year now since, you know, Kobe Bryant left us, man. Um, respect to him, respect to his family, respect to the Lakers organization, respect to the NBA. Um, this dude is, is, is going to always be an ambassador um, to this, this, you know, a worldwide ambassador. You know what I mean? Not alone just for, you know, sports, for, you know, society in general, you know? And um, I'll leave that conversation at that. But, uh, again, I just wanted to acknowledge and respect, you know, the one-year anniversary of, you know, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, um, Gianna, um, and the rest of everybody else who, you know, tragically um, passed away in that, um, you know, situation out there uh, a year ago. Um, this is After Further Review, man, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. You know what it is. You know what I do. You know where I'm at. Um, every Wednesday night, 8 to 10 p.m., 954-246-0398 is the Mathematics. You can get it in, get at me. Um, you want to chop it up with me, man? I'm on Twitter at RNDeaths, live and direct. I answer every tweet. Captain Clapback is in the building. Um, Facebook, After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass is the name of the group. And uh, we get it in, man. And, um, again, if I didn't mention already, I did win the regular season championship, man, for all the game picks for the 2020 season, all right? So I want to give myself a pat on the back. And maybe that's a good omen, man, a good thing, man. All right? My Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl, going to win the Super Bowl, and I don't care what you say. I'm just getting started, baby. I'll talk to y'all next Wednesday. Super Bowl party. Buccaneers, 55. Let's go. After further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We out. I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.
right here could be your 